Where does discipleship start? It starts in the home. The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. In the home, if you're unprotected from the Word of God, like by the Word, like if, the, if you don't have the Word of God protecting you, yeah, you, there's going to be problems. Right. So it doesn't matter what level we're at. If you know, if you're married or if you're divorced or if you're a single mom, a single dad, I just want you guys to be encouraged that there's a way to fight the enemy and how he wants to break this down. Yeah. Overall, the, the biblical principles and the characteristics that God calls us to, those apply to all of us. So you might have to retrofit a little bit and adapt, but it's something that you can definitely implement even in the home. Cause that's a lot of, for a lot of us, it's our first ministry. Yeah. For many of us, it's the only one that we, like the only consistent ministry. And I say only not to be like, oh yeah, you only do this, but it's like, that's where you're devoted. That is where you're pouring in your time and your effort. Stay at home moms, holler, right? Stay at home dads, yeah. whatever the situation is, stay at home aunts and uncles. Who the heck, oh. there's a, people get creative when they're trying to love on and raise up their kids. And I think, I think that that's good. That right there, kids. Yes. See, sometimes we think about this and we're thinking about like, okay, it's just me and Michelle. Okay, mm-hmm. we got this. But kids play a role. Um, watch this, nephews, nieces, um, grandkids. I mean, you you look at this because that's our next generation. Yeah. When I, when I think of this, you know, I, it always takes me Ephesians 5. Um, honestly, I would just open that up, read read Ephesians 5. Mm-hmm. It is it is a beautiful place. We're not going to sit here and read verse by verse. But I, you know, I like how it starts out because it's starting out with walk in love. Yes. Without God's love, without God, discipleship is impossible. Mm-hmm. Because discipleship cannot be on something where it's it's my own strength, my own power, my own will, my own way. Right. It just doesn't work out because there are so many things and so many differences and so many like Michelle and I are similar. We have a lot not, of similarities. But we're not but we're not the same. No. And, and so, you know, <laughs> you find these clashes. Kids to parents. Right. <laughs> okay, you're raising up a kid who's like I don't know what it is. First couple of years, it's like, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I can't wait till they learn how to talk. And then you're like, oh, boy, oh, boy. What did you just say to me? <laughs> it's like, it's like, but we want them to talk. But it's but it's interesting how you have to have the word of God as your foundation, because there's going to be so many. There is not one prescription for all marriages. All, 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 you know, raising of children. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that's organic. It's something that has to flow. And it's something where you have to be tied to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I think the first question we can ask focusing on kids, cause we're going to bounce around yeah. through, you know, your spouse, through the head of the home, through kids, through anyone else that might be living with you. We're going to bounce around all, but with kids, I think, I guess with anyone, but let's focus on kids for a second. Cause it happens a lot. Ask yourself this question and ask God to reveal to you the answer rather than kind of searching it out for yourself. But like, am I trying to make them more like Christ or more like me? And the reason I say that is because sometimes we want our kids to be like us. We want our spouse to be more like us. We think with all the pride in the world that we don't acknowledge or realize that like we have it more figured out. And yet we're not accounting for the differences and the different calling, like specific callings and gifts, like how that calling is going to shape out when it's walked out um, with with our children. And so 
we start trying to make them into us or we know what our faults are and we try to overcompensate and keep them from having that fault or walking in that flaw the same way we did and sometimes we overcorrect. So absolutely, it is a different recipe for every kid. Sorry, there's no magic, like (laughs) voila kind of thing. But the word of God gives us the consistent answers that then if as you pursue them with an individual, it starts to take shape. I remember that episode where we're we're sitting there, we were going to talk about spicing up the bedroom. And we Mm -hmm. ended up like in just like Bible. Yeah, we're like if you're if you're intimate in the word together, you're gonna be intimate in the bedroom together. It's just it's just how Sorry, it works. Right. This is how it works. And, and so let's jump back because yeah. because right now what we're talking about is the right attitude. Yes. Um and having this right attitude and having this attitude that comes from love. And so therefore, if God is love, then I'm connected to love because I like what Ephesians five, I told you mm-hmm. I'm sitting here for a minute. Yeah. Um it says, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. See, he's already labeling us as children. So yes. we're claiming this family, right? Yes. We're, we're already claiming claiming this family and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. I love that verse because it talks about offering and sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a couple of things that we bring into the, to our marriages or we should be, let me, let me just, let me, uh, clear that out there. We should bring, be bringing in sacrificial. We should be bringing in servitude. We should, you know, offering ourselves to our family. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that I'm lowering myself. Like, okay, we, we all know, we've talked about this on our show before spiritual headship, um, how that works, how our order in this home works, how it's God, husband, wife, child. So we're not going to dig deep into that because right. I want to get to the discipleship portion. Right. But we, we understand that there's a position, there's a way. And, and honestly, for a man, I don't, oh, it's a tough position sometimes mm-hmm. because you really, so men real fast, men, we have to be dialed into the word of God. We will never be able to run our homes. We'll, we'll think we have control. We'll think it's all, man, I got this. I got it together. And look, five and a half years later, you don't. Right. And then you're sitting there like, oh, boy. But of course, God's faithful. So Mm -hmm. God brings us along. He grows us at different speeds. But we need to be relying on the word of God. So walking in that love, that would be one of the right attitudes that we need to have. Yeah, because I think one thing that happens in the home, since this is a discipleship that you might not even realize is discipleship and you're just kind of floundering in this one. Whereas you go out the house and you have this nice little bullet list that, you know, Pastor Ronaldo dropped last (laughs) week and stuff like that, you know, like you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. But one of the things is to realize, like you said, the right attitude is not legalism. Right. right now, of course, in Galatians, it does walk through how the law is there, just like the children who have an inheritance, but they have to grow up to get it. And so there's like a law in place to kind of lead them. Mm. However, we have an interesting position because when anyone accepts the Lord, they're free of the law and the Holy Spirit works in them. Right. But there are we still have to lay down some rules for our children. So there's this interesting balance that comes. And the biggest thing I, I pulled it out of Mark twelve thirty three, love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself, which is the most important or which is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. Mm. So trying to lead them to a relationship with Christ rather than trying to get them to be a good person 
trying to get them to know the scriptures. Like if you're trying to get them to memorize verses without really trying to also show them how to live out these verses, although you're going to do it imperfectly, right? But walk that out humbly with your children and with your spouse and with everyone then you can end up with people that walk away. They, they can re- like recite the Bible, but they walk away because the relationship isn't there. So first and foremost, the focus is how can I help the people in my family see more of Christ and pursue a relationship or a deeper relationship if they already have one with the Lord rather than how can I get them to act right, not embarrass us, not put us to shame, et cetera, right? It's, it's, it, and it comes with, so many challenges mm-hmm. <laughs> because watch this when we're we're sitting in this right attitude and we're thinking about this so it takes me to verses like hey look I'm gonna look at my wife without spot without wrinkle mm-hmm. hey watch this you can carry that down to your kid uh, I'm gonna look at my kid <laughs> without spot without wrinkle I'm gonna I'm gonna put Christ in front I'm gonna put the goggle Christ up <laughs> that's what I like to call it the goggle Christ because I'm putting these these blinders or these Christ <laughs> goggles on and hey, I'm gonna give her the grace the mercy the forgiveness that God gives me and so when I'm handling these these situations, when I'm handling whether it's children or whether it's 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 it, us, right? I have to take that step back. But we want to make sure that when we walk into this, because we're discipling, right? So we're wanting to be representatives of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're wanting to be ambassadors. Now, granted, we don't always get it right. Granted, we mess it up. But when we walk into these things in this discipleship, right? Or, or when because we're discipling. Um, I'm discipling Michelle. Michelle's discipling her child. This is just how this works. And so when we're walking in this, we have to walk into this, the hardest thing to ever say, as calmly as possible. Mm-hmm. We need to, to, to put our feelings, emotions, our frustrations to the side because, of course, we're called to be servants. Right. Right. We're supposed to think of others greater than ourselves and walk into each situation with the Christ-centered mentality to address it. We're examples to like, I don't know how many people, like if you were to think of an intricately woven spider web and you're the spider sitting in the middle and you're thinking about your kids and their kids' friends and then their moms and their dads and you start looking at this spider web and it starts interweaving itself. Mm -hmm. The impact that you have in that spider web, right? It's like, it just branches out. Someone flares in, it shakes the spiral with someone's in, in, in now in your domain and it has an impact. So this discipleship is hugely important. It's yeah. hugely important. Yeah. There's a verse that talks about children are the arrows and it's blessed are those who like build a quiver. Mm. Now here's the other thing. You might not have kids for whatever yeah. reason. However, we are all the children of God, go. meaning we are his arrows and he uses us. And that is the impact of raising up others. That's the impact of making disciples of the Lord because you're sending someone out that you don't know the repercussions. We're gonna close out the season with our friend from De La Fe Testimonies. And he is the perfect example of someone who has created a ministry that is giving, like amplifying the voice of so many that have amazing testimonies of what God has done in their life. And it's impacting so many people. And someone led him to the Lord And others built him up in the Lord. Mm. And he became an arrow and no one could see what that is. No one could have seen, you know, what I would do, what you would do. Mm. We have no idea what Kalia will do for the Lord. We just know that those that are his, he will use. And so it's so important 
to do this? And what are the practical ways in a home? And we kind of looked throughout the word, what, what verses, you know, were coming to mind and what portions about how, like, what are different, like very relatable ways that you can start doing this and helping your children and your spouse see the love of God, the character of God, and help them want to build a relationship with God rather than just teach them in an academic way that God is real. I think sometimes we park there. Right. We're so focused on getting someone to admit and believe God is real that we're not always focused on getting them in a relationship with right. God. Right. I like I like all that because we're, we're sitting here. We're going to bounce back to relationship all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen it. I've seen people where they're more on the academic side. I've seen people watch this that just have no academic. It's like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a balance. It's a balance. Look, I get super excited when 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 Kalia quotes Romans six twenty three. I'm like, what blows my mind? I'm like, that's her Bible verse for the week, and she done memorized it day two. But I also like at the same time that when she's when she's wrong, mm-hmm. when she's done something wrong, that she also comes and says, hey, you know what? I I know Jesus doesn't like this. And I don't, and I want to be better because I want, I want, I want to, have, you know, you could tell that she, it's a lot deeper than just like this word, like, mm-hmm. because the Bible tells me I have to be this way. She has this like deep sense of, of, of like needing to reconcile. Right. And it's amazing. And, and it's, it's really cool to bring her along and, and teach her the grace aspect in that. Mm-hmm. And as a husband in the house, you know, as I look at, as I look at these things and, and we're still looking at this importance of discipleship, you know, I'm, 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 I'm walking in light. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in wisdom and everything always reflects back to God. Mm-hmm. Now I could sit here and point this and say, Hey, you got to do this, 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 and this, and I can do that. I could give you like seven points on exactly how to walk through this. Watch this. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Trust in God. Listen to God. Mm -hmm. Speak what God says. Put all yourself aside. Be humble. Be patient. Be calm. (laughs) Like I could just and and go probably like nine sermons (laughs) like on on, on all of these points because of the importance of it. Mm -hmm. Because there's one thing that we have to understand. There is an enemy that does not want this. Right. I think when we walk into that, but we can't have fear either. We can't have fear. And then 1 John 4, 8 says, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced this perfect love. Kind of what you're talking about here. Exactly. When we're talking like, okay, if Kalia just thinks she's getting punished and so she's having this fear, huh, Baba's just going to get yell at me or scream at me or beat me or hit me. I don't want to say beat, but like, right, spay, right. you know, and if that's her only mentality instead of sitting there going, wait, hold on. Man, I didn't get it right, mm-hmm. and, and and there's consequences to to me not getting it right. But at the same time, when Baba comes in, oh, wait, hold on a second. He, he always talks to me. Mm-hmm. He's always gentle with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's been one. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm human too, y'all. But Baba comes in and he's patient. He's kind. He's loving. Yes, I receive whatever I receive. But I love that verse because watch, she she's not. She, there's fear, but it's not this fear of Baba. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's done something wrong. Yeah. So she's not correcting because like she's like, I'm scared of Baba. Mm-hmm. She's correcting it because we have a loving relationship with one another. Yeah. And she doesn't want to disappoint. Yeah, I think it's in, like I was early on, I was still kind of getting rid, shedding some worldly lesson, like ways of teaching mm. lessons of like, you know, 
kind of like the, I realize there's a lot of threats that go on in parenting, right? Like in so much parenting, you know, mm. if you do this, blah, this is going to happen. If you don't do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you don't do this by this, if you don't, there's all of this threat, threatening because we're so desperate to get them to do the right thing. And then, like you said, what ends up happening is they fear the punishment and that's the only reason that they don't do it. And then one day, if they find a way to hide it so that they don't have to have the punishment, they'll still do the thing because they've never learned to desire anything better. So what we focused on, because that's the way the world, like that's the way religion works. You Mm. do it because you're told to, not because you want to. And if you want to, well then praise God, but you might not, right? Whereas with a relationship, you still might not always enjoy what he's saying. God might be asking you to do something that's really hard, that's not enjoyable, put you in a situation that's going to cause you pain. However, you trust him and you're leaning on him the entire time and you're not just doing it because he said so and otherwise I'm going to get struck by lightning, right? But instead, you know it's for the best. And so one of the things that we've done is say, you know, is it a good decision or a bad decision, right? And help her work out what good and bad decisions are. And also one thing that's been really helpful, it always seems to wake her up, is, you know, are you planting good seeds or bad seeds? And I've mentioned that on the show before. And so those kinds of things, because it helps her understand, she understands that when we go out in the garden, different seeds bring up different things and that there's some weeds out there we don't want and they're bringing up seeds and we're constantly having to fight those off. So helping her understand that is me showing her she doesn't need to fear punishment. She can come to me. The other day she she was cutting stuff in her room. She wasn't supposed to have scissors in there. She was cutting something on her bed, cut her like her comforter and I asked her about it and she admitted that she had done it. And, and she was like almost on the verge of tears and I was like, hey, Thank you for telling me because now we can fix this. And I explained to her, I was like, no more scissors in your room. But I didn't like say there's because you did this, no more scissors. I was just like, no more scissors in your room until you can wield them better, you know. But this is something now we can fix it because you brought this into the light. We can fix it together. And that's the kind of thing we want from our heavenly father is for him to help us fix and to lead us and that's what we have and so that's why it's important to try and take a step back from what the world has taught us with our spouse too don't punish your spouse when they do something wrong have a conversation and see how you guys because it's in the light now can work to redeem this situation with the Lord and I was right there because you're talking about conflict (laughs) pray pause proceed we say this all the time pray Mm -hmm. pause proceed pray pause proceed be in the right mind before you proceed uh, it it does no one any good yeah. to move forward in anger or any other emotion that's attached to that. Because sometimes it's not always anger; it's betrayal, disgust, sad, it's betrayal, it's sad, it's all these, all these things. Yeah, we want to represent how the kingdom is represented. Mm-hmm. If Baba and Mommy are showing the opposite of what we're expecting then how am I training my child? Right. And it's something that we're constantly working at in discipleship. We're working at like learning how to Mm -hmm. hold our tongue, hold our tongue because one or the other is not going to hold their tongue at some point in the Mm -hmm. relationship. One of us going to drop the bomb. We're going to drop it (laughs) and we going to drop it hard or light or however it is that has an offense or is done wrong Uh or right. Uh Because sometimes right offends and wrong offends Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's how we take this. But we we like to keep the order in place because it puts a lot of reliance on the man and and, and I get it. If you don't have a a godly husband, hey, you got a lot of responsibilities as the wife in the family. Mm -hmm. And look, 
it's still good because you got God. And, and, and if you don't have that, hey, look, you still got to raise your child this way. You still got to raise your child to where they respect a man. So watch if you if you split up mm-hmm. and, you, and you're not with your husband and maybe you angry with your husband, you're bad at your husband or your ex-husband or however that works. Watch what you say, mm-hmm. because we're still trying to build them into a kingdom mentality. Yeah. To honor and respect, love, care, give grace, give mercy. Every different type of relationship you're going to have, whether it's with your kids, with your spouse, with other family, with other believers. Something that I've realized that's helpful is really realizing that how someone is speaking does not need to impact how I speak. Right. It can. There's certain situations that it can and shouldn't. That makes sense. But I'm called to be respectful and sober minded and have gentleness and patience. So if in this moment, for example, Shay is at his wits end, he's had to deal with a lot, his patience is thin, he's frustrated, now something else goes wrong and I'm there to catch the the tone that's gonna come out in his words. A lot of the time we all know that yelling back or getting sassy back is wrong. But then sometimes people overcorrect and yeah, they're not becoming the aggressor. Now they're becoming the victim. And so they shrink down and they start getting mousy and meek. And now I'm not talking about like abusive situations where you're expecting someone to hit you in the face. I'm talking about where it's just like your your husband's having a moment or you're having like someone's having a moment. Your kid is is screaming and it's because they feel some sort of way. I don't have to be like, that really hurt my feelings. And I don't have to say oh okay okay like I don't have to look like the abused wife in this moment in front of everybody else what I can do is I can help cover this person by just speaking as if they spoke to me fine and just reply level-headed no sass no 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 fear none of this but practice just responding in the tone you do want and do wish they had replied. And it's not to, to show them up or anything. It's because sometimes that's enough to cut through and offer them a way back into sober-mindedness. Right. Because otherwise you're trapping them into feeling defensive or offensive versus saying, oh, like that's a moment of grace. Right. And what does grace let us do? Get back up and start walking normal again. Mm. You know, so I think I think that's important. And the and the other the other thought about position, it kind of blends in is God in Deuteronomy and in the Psalms, he talks about how important it is to just be talking about him all the time, make this normal. And in Deuteronomy, I think it's a let uh, in Deuteronomy six, six through nineteen. Over and over, he's talking about you're going to teach these ways to the children. And at the time, he's talking about the commandments and the law. But because we have this deeper relationship with the Lord and we see past just the written words and we see into this relationship in a heart change, we have an opportunity in our home to share the praises, the answered prayers, the testimonies in our home and make that normal because it helps remind our the people around us and ourselves of our position, of who God is, mm. of his faithfulness. If, if all you're ever doing is praying, that's awesome to be praying. But sometimes we forget when the prayer's answered to take a second and praise. 
and to reminisce on past answered prayers. And if that is a culture in your home, then there's a culture of hope and expectation and it helps revitalize joy and it shows your children a tangible relationship where they can trust this God and a spouse that's not believing. You know, it says um, that, you know, an unbelieving spouse right. can be won by their believing spouse's faithfulness to the Lord. And so these are the kind of things that if we start bringing them into the home, we're speaking life in our right. home. And that and that's huge to reinforce the position we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I so so many oh boy <laughs> gotta put yourself aside one of the hardest things we go through mm-hmm. is uh is 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 humbling like making someone like they are far better like hold them higher than yourself that doesn't give everybody free passes you know right but it's like it's like that mentality was always a hard mentality, mm-hmm. especially for me. I liked, you know, like me, 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 me. Oh my gosh, it was so horrible, <laughs> so horrible. But you know, as God, as Christ's disciples, that's you know part of this too is you know knowing that Christ is discipling, that Christ is continuing a good work in us, and and realizing this, and and really submitting to Him as well. More importantly, submitting to Him, and knowing that like in that submission, I learned submission. You know, it's like you know, we, I, I'm sitting there reading Ephesians five. It's always like. You know, we we could get stopped at the wives submit to your husbands, but then it goes into like nine verses about like how a man should be, mm-hmm. right? Nine verses of how a man should be, and all of them reflect back to Christ. It's all it all reflects back to the Word. It's all you know everything that is in that thing. It's like for the husband's head of the house. Okay, fine. Okay, that's fine. So let the wives be their own husbands and everything. Husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Listen to this. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present to her him a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. Know how many times oh, I tell myself that's God's child. <laughs> that's God's child. I'm God's child. All of these things that just keep piling up and piling up and piling up about how much grace right. we are supposed to give people. Right. And this grace, is it, it comes from a position of loving them enough to sit there and, and building, to build them up in the Lord, to in Christ. Yeah. You know, we don't want to break them down. We don't want to beat them down. In fact, there's verses that we have on this paper that, that sit there and say, you do know, not yeah, do not provoke your children. children. Watch this. Not domineer, not have a domineering attitude, right? Over people. Mm-hmm. Be an First example. First Peter 5.3, right? Mm-hmm. Be, but be this example. But, you know, we sit here and we're talking about this, the whole, this whole season. Be example of what? Christ. Right. Christ. He didn't shun. He didn't kick. He didn't. I mean, okay, he got a little mad. Whatever. People try to grab a hold of that and think they can be mad at everything. No. Right. Christ was mad because they were in a place to worship the Lord, the Gentiles, mm-hmm. and they were taking over a place that was set aside for God. So it wasn't the, the whole. Oh, they're making money and they're cheating people. Or whatever. No, you took God's space. Right. Get out. Right. I'm gonna whip you too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, look, you don't want Jesus in your house flipping, t- t- flipping tables, y'all. So look, 
Right. You give, want to be doing it right. <laughs> right. Give, give the Holy Spirit opportunity to do this work in you. Yeah. So then, you know, we break that down. So our position is always, you know, always to, to, to love and have grace and have mercy. I'll say it a hundred times. I'll probably say it a hundred times my whole life to people. Mm-hmm. I preach that and say it. I don't know. Every time I'm, I'm on you know, in a microphone, I say this. Because at the end of the day, we're all imperfect we, and, and we fail. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if, we hold, if we're holding people to this, this high standard of like, oh my gosh, imagine if I sat there and tried to treat my three-year-old like a 30-year-old. I just added a zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a zero. Well, man, now I'm being a zero because that girl, that girl's got to grow. She got to have space. My wife's got to have space to grow. Yeah, I've got to have space to grow. And, and we're all growing and we're all trying to figure this all out. And so I think in the home, the best thing of discipleship is look, walk the walk. Right. We got to make sure that, you know, there's provision. And when I say that, there's there's both physical and, and, and spiritual sustenance. Um, we we work as a man, as a wife, as or a wife or a woman with a child. This is what we do. If the family unit is not being marinated in the Word of God, and you're intentionally trying to live this life faithfully, then like everything's a pitfall. At least we have some things in place to try to slow down issues, stop mm. issues, prevent issues. You know, that's that's what walking the walk is, is you're trying to live his way. Right. And you're honoring what he says. And, you know, in Proverbs 29, 15, a lot of people use this verse to justify spanking or, you know, whatever they've got. Right. But the second half is so important Mm. and no one pays attention. It says the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. A child left to himself. Neglect. Like if your kid knows more about how to operate a smartphone to watch stuff on it to give you a moment of sanity then they know about your relationship with the Lord now is the time to stop and realize that this is going down a dark path right I'm my daughter knows how to use a smartphone she knows how to get to the apps that are okay for her she knows how to navigate to video so I'm not saying they can't know that I'm saying if they know about that but they can't tell anything about your testimony at all like she like if I were to ask Kali like she's she can point to where I came to Christ in our house. You know? She did it the other day. She's like, "Mommy accepted Jesus on that couch over there." It was a different couch, but she pointed to the <laughs> exact place that I was sitting on a different couch, right? She she has understanding and she is figuring it out, right? But like the neglect that can cause so much because then they're just out there being shaped by whatever comes and uh, the rod and the reproof it's like loving correction not leading them in by chains into legalism where you gotta do it this 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 my way or the highway because i said so but help like how does the lord work in us how does the Mm. lord shape us he works with our heart and he works with what he's got. And it's not just a my way or the highway or else he wouldn't be with us because we've all chose our right. way so many times. So we have to step back and say, how is the Lord changing me? And how are his methods different than the ones I'm trying to employ? And how can I make my methods be more like his, if right. not his completely? Self-reflection. Yes.
self-reflection. Uh, do unto others as you've had them do unto you. Self-reflection. Mm-hmm. How do I, I want to be treated? Right. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I should be gracious and treat others that way. Right. Um, granted, that's through a healthy lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lived life in some unhealthy lenses. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I would not want to treat people the way I treated myself. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, but through this healthy lens of Christ, I, I definitely, you know, I, I want respect. You know, I want love. I, I, man, watch this. I have love. I have grace. I have mercy. Those are things that all of us want. I mean, no one wants to live unforgiven. Unless you're just abusing yourself, and that's that's a whole nother. And then episode. it's like they right. want forgiveness; they right. just don't feel like they deserve it, so they refuse right. it. They still want it. But and watch <laughs> this, and they've got it, right? And so, can we walk like this? You know, as we're wrapping this up, right? Mm-hmm. Can we walk like this? You know, I could go through a, a thousand things on how to do this. Again, I could I could list topic after topic after topic, and we're always on the podcast, on the pantry podcast, going into the 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 closet. You know, the the pantry. To grab spiritual nutrition, which means I'm going to go to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to come to the Word of God. You know, I could talk about provision. I could talk about how a man needs to take care of his family or a, a, a mom needs to take care of family. However that works. I mean, Proverbs 31. Hey, mm-hmm. look, I'm sorry. Read Proverbs 31. You will see a woman who didn't just stay home barefoot and washing the laundry. She was rolling. Mm-hmm. She was ro- She was making she money. She was very intentional. Yeah, very intentional. Um we need to have this desire to want to take care of. But on the other side, we don't want to go overboard. Right. She was rolling and making money, but guess what? Her house was in order mm. so she could. Now, if you are a single mom, the, the rules are different. The way it's going to look is different for you, right? But like if you've got an intact home, it's like, okay, her children were intact and not neglected, right? right? Her home was set up in such a way that all the ducks could be in a row and thus, look at her. She's got time to roll out and sell some stuff and then come back home versus are you putting so much strain and pressure on yourself to provide more and more when maybe a reallocation of the current assets would would alleviate some burden, but... But at the expense of your kid's eternal relationship with the Lord. And I think that sometimes, like I saw this awesome shirt, it said, heaven, not Harvard. And I loved it because it's a homeschool mama shirt. And I'm not saying you have to homeschool. You don't need a homeschool to care more about heaven than Harvard for your kid. And so it's it's about what are we pouring in to our family? What is our, what like, let's be honest, what is our real goal for our family? Right. Because if it's for them to hear, well done, good and faithful servant one day, we're going to make different decisions than if our goal is we want to retire and live on a farm. That's okay if that's a goal, but hey, it shouldn't look, be number one. Right. And, uh, I like the home. She takes care of her home, mm-hmm. right? She's, yeah. she's, she's, watch this. <laughs> she, through Christ, through God, is sanctifying her home, mm-hmm. right? She's working in her home. She's, she, watch this. Now let's take this from the physical into the spiritual, her home. Mm-hmm. Is, is your home in order? Right. I think at the end of this episode, that's the best the best thing we could put out there. Is my home in order? In order? Mm-hmm. Is my home in order? And that starts with you. 
Mm. It doesn't, my home does not start with Michelle. My home starts with me. I have to feel comfortable in this home, even if this home is uncomfortable. And that is a position. That is a mentality, a Christ-centered position and mentality. And when we can start to dial that in, we start to see how it, it, it produces fruit outward. First Peter 4, 8, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I hope you guys got something out of this. Yeah. Um, I have. I, I, I know. If you, it's if, you, if you watch this video, you'll see me looking up and thinking, because like there's some stuff that's been hitting clicking. me. Like some stuff has been just hitting me. Kick us some questions. Ask us some, and we'll give you, and we'll see if we can answer it. They're going to become episodes from here on out. Your questions, us answering yeah. them, and also we definitely recommend you jumping onto the Pantry Podcast website so that you can get a devotional. It's a seven day devotion. Ooh. Jesus, not junk food. It's perfect to do with a spouse, and you can do it kind of with a lens for your whole household. Um, but you can do it by yourself as well. Right. And remember that you can become a Patreon member of the show, and that way you are supporting us and helping us reach even more people with the gospel. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.